name tonight is Nicole. Hello there. And yes. Ugh, that just made me cringe a little bit. What? <laughs> doing it backwards? <laughs> I know. I was literally saying Nicole, I'm like, oh shit, I'm doing it backwards. I'm like, yeah, well. And then I was like, oh, she's going to say something. Anyway, tonight. <laughs> I was correct the whole way through, even though I said it wrong. Tonight we're doing Barbarian. Barbarian was on my top five of 2022 last year, and uh, so I had us uh, talk about it, because none of you guys had seen it, and I thought you two would get something out of it. Uh, It's a horror mystery. Oh, I didn't know you watched it already. Yeah, yeah, this was on my top five. You remember the show we did a... It doesn't matter. Um, It's got... Oh yeah, I guess I was there. (laughs) You you were technically there. You had your own picks. It was it was good. Uh, this has a ninety two percent on Rotten Tomatoes with the critics, seventy one with the audience, seventy eight Metacritic, and seven on IMDb. And uh, being on my top five of the year, you guys already know that I really wanted to see this, or I I really enjoyed this. And uh, yeah, I guessing you guys didn't know anything else going in. I did. I kept it vague. Just didn't even remember. No, I didn't. I didn't know yeah, anything didn't know about anything. it. <laughs> I just want to check every once in a while one of you guys is like actually I did hear this from some weird source and I'm like oh that's nice but not this time no, Maybe next this, time. it did unlock a memory uh, Dave the Barbarian if you guys remember that cartoon <laughs> <laughs> that's the kind of gets the kind of just memories I'm looking for there <laughs> Things that, uh, from the ether of the past if you haven't seen it It's on HBO Max, and we're going to spoil it here now. I guess I didn't read the description, but it's pretty vague. A young woman discovers the rental home she booked is already occupied by a stranger. Against her better judgment, she decides to spend the night, but soon discovers there's a lot more to fear than just an unexpected house guest. And uh, I think that's about, you know, you don't want to give too much away. We're in spoilers, but... uh, there's, this movie's kind of in three parts. There's when uh, our main character shows up to the house, Tess, and uh, it's already occupied by Keith. They both booked it on different Airbnb sites, so now they're stuck there together, but they don't know each other. And you're, you're trying to, they're trying to feel each other out, uh, see if the situation's uh, safe. And then uh, the more stuff happens in the middle third. It kind of takes a turn to a different character. And then in the third act, it all comes back together with more... More crazy stuff that I was not expecting going in. I didn't know anything going into this movie when I saw it for the first time. I didn't even know it was about Airbnb. I just knew the uh, director and some of the actors, so I knew nothing, and that's probably the best way to go in knowing nothing. Mm, uh, Jess, start us off. What did you think of Barbarian? <laughs> uh, so, okay, the first minute or two, not maybe minute or two, first ten minutes I watched this, I knew it was going to be good. Like, it, it was just such a good setup. Like, she is... In the middle of, well, of a very bad area, she walks in and there's someone staying at the Airbnb and she's got nowhere else to go. And I'm like, this is just set up for a movie that I know I would love. And then there's a lot of twists to it. Like, I don't think there's anything you could have predicted that actually came true. Like, it was <laughs> almost like a two-part movie. Like, I don't want to give two, I don't want to give it away, but in the middle of the movie, you think that it ends and a new movie starts, but it's. It's all connected at the end. Yeah. Um, the characters, like, you're just so surprised by them. I think what I was most surprised by is I've never seen Skarsgård have some sort of, like, charming, charmness to him. Or, or oh, you always see him as a monster? <laughs> yeah, no. Like, I I just think of Pennywise or just, like, I don't know, some scary, just 
guy, but Skarsgård was actually very charming, and I was like, this is this is actually really weird to watch. Yeah. But, I mean, I, I loved it through and through. This is 100% a Jess movie. Like, I was really tired when I turned it on, and I, and I didn't think I could finish it the entire way through, and I was like, my tiredness went away entirely. Oh my god. I have never so heard good. I have never heard that from you. <laughs> <laughs> All right, strong start. Nicole, your thoughts opening on Barbarian. That's so weird that you said that about the feeling like two different movies. I literally said that when we were watching. I said, oh, that was short. And You then, said oh, after the first <laughs> the 40 ne- minutes, yeah. <laughs> the next the next part started. I was like, oh, okay. Um, yeah, I didn't, I didn't know what to expect. I didn't even quite know this was a horror film. I wasn't really paying attention to what anybody was saying at, the, at any time about this. Uh, Brennan and my sister were talking about it the night before we watched it, and I still didn't pay attention to what they were saying. So I figured you um, were. That's why I felt it was okay to talk about it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I didn't know what to expect, that's for sure. Um, but I just... Uh, I wish that there was some movie... I know it wouldn't really be exciting if the person just didn't go in this in the dark place, you know. I was like, oh, <laughs> everyone's got to be curious. I'm not fucking curious. My ass. I know you're not curious at all. You don't want to save the nope. person at all. You're like, oh nope. hell no. <laughs> that guy could have. There's been so many times because our main character. Yeah, that guy could have been screaming for the next hour and a half, and I would have been like, sorry, buddy, I, I ain't going down there. Um, That's. Tessa's oh, biggest no. flaw is she's like is she wants to help these she just wants yeah. to see the best in people but you yeah know, no way the gold is um, not <laughs> I didn't notice in the beginning that it was like a rundown town I didn't see that I I totally missed that. I didn't see it as well in the beginning either like it wasn't until it's pure daylight and you're just like how is this place still standing I think they do that on purpose because when you get there it's raining it's dark it's the middle of the night and she's got nowhere to go like she tries calling some places it's a convention in town whatever usual horror movie excuses but then yeah when it's daytime you just see how rundown this neighborhood is I'm, like it is I'm sorry, straight though, abandoned I bet wherever you are you could drive 30 40 minutes away and you'll find a hotel like um, not in, not in Detroit apparently <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Okay. I, I agree with Nicole. I thought the same thing. Yeah, too. I would never go into that house with that guy ever. So that was all f- a fun setup with that. Um, definitely not on her side with going down there and seeing what the hell's going on. As soon as I saw that rope with that would open that door, uh, uh-uh, uh, I'm gone. <laughs> I'm gone. <laughs> no way. Um, <laughs> so you know, all that's a little. Uh, far-fetched to me. I don't know many people that would be like, oh, I am interested in going down there into that, the the, the steps after seeing a fucking camera of with a dirty bed. Yep, that's exactly what I want to explore. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, the, the combining of the two stories is interesting. That's fun. Um, I like that part of it. Uh, I might have different feelings later on as we discuss further about how i felt at uh the movie as a whole but i'll leave it at that for now yeah i gave a mini how much i loved it when we talked on top five show but now i get to go in depth um it's just really clever and like what we're just saying you never you can't see where it's going ever like you're constantly surprised by what's happening next and it's like it keeps you engaged really well like i i was never i never get bored in this and, like, I'm just on the edge the whole time. And there's almost, like, 
a com- the, the, and I, the Cole mentioned it is in a negative way. There's some comedicness to some of it, maybe later on, and some of like the reveals that goes through. There is like it's so shocking at times that there's like a comedic nature to it, um, which I actually liked. Uh, it, it, it added some levity to the whole thing. But I love too that like we're just following. Like she's she. It's all about like making the choices and like figuring out who you can actually trust because like you think you can't trust someone and then like oh maybe I should have and then you're like oh I trust this person and you never should have trusted that person and then the monster who you think you absolutely cannot trust actually turns out to be who you should have been trusting the whole time there's just like a there's a lot of uh fun allegiance switching with only like I don't know five characters really and you don't even think it in the first act you think oh there's two characters in this movie and then a couple more come in and it just oh it just keeps you guessing it's really fun fresh um I, I just I, I like the inventiveness. The third act is what I've seen most people complain about. If anyone has complaints, because it oh, gets I'm to raising a, my hand. Yeah, and we'll 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 talk <laughs> about that because at the third act it asks you to take a big leap. Like you have to think if you start thinking like practically on like how the real world works, it starts to not work. You have to, you know, you have to give it the pass, and your your enjoyment will probably. Very based on that, but uh, I, I I don't know. I where do we where do we start? Like the first third. What are you thinking, Jess? Like the, when you're watching, like the first third. Like, do you have like you obviously are not trusting Bill Skarsgård at this point. Yeah, so you totally think that Skarsgård somehow looked up this girl and double and like made it seem like the Airbnb was double booked because he starts like kind of getting her to like him, talking about like oh, don't don't fall for these bad guys. Like, fall for someone like me. Or, like, they strangely had this weird thing in common that was just such a weird thing to have in common that was why the reason why she was there. I forgot what it's it like was. It's like a charity thing. But, She's going for an interview, and he's somehow, like, uh, related to that. Yeah. Yeah. So it just makes you seem like he plotted this whole thing to lure her in, and he's going to do something bad or or whatever but that's not the case at all and it it was just so weird how how that played out and he ended up dying pretty quickly which i was actually kind of sad about i wanted to see scars the entire movie i know i wanted more of him i like to like like you said at the beginning bill Skarsgård. you think of pennywise and like other he plays other villain characters like he's usually a villainous scary bad guy yeah he's just like the the creepy the creepy guy right he was just charming and he was just charming and literally like naive and innocent in this whole movie that's what i like the casting with this too like because you have to Tess shows up to the house and pennywise is at your door and you're and if you're watching the horror movie you're like oh well, don't go to Pennywise's house. Like, like that's not a good <laughs> idea. And then, like, in ter- and you know, you think like, oh, maybe he's doing something ulterior. I love that wine scene where he he opens the wine in front of her because he's like, I, I think I wanted you to offer, but I I knew if you thought, you know, because the tea and like I like yeah, yeah. Want- and like I wanted you to see me open it, and like I was just afraid that you would <laughs> exactly. I just I love that I love how that's all that all plays out, and like. On the other side, when we get to the you know the third act part where the the new movie starts in quotations, you go to Justin Long, who if you didn't know was in this movie, you'd be like, what, did the movie just change? Like it's it's it goes from the dark yeah. dingy caves to Justin Long driving up the PCH in California without a care in the world, and you think of Justin Long. I, I don't know about you, most of the time I think of are like early two thousands high school comedies where Except he's it. like. Accepted, yeah. He's like the he's like oh, yeah. the the aw shucks, nice nerdy guy who gets the girl in the end, heart of gold. But in this movie, you think he's gonna be that, but he's actually not such a good guy at all. And so you got, I like that you got like two actors who you think of playing these types, 
and they're like swapped in like in like their actual actions on screen and it's it's and it's even though like their actions are kind of small and similar like in day-to-day stuff like how does how if you're Tess how do you know which guy to trust do you think you're supposed to trust the one but not the other and it's it's and it it's it's fun to see like how close they actually are what was I saying so like the like all right so like the reveal of like the basement stuff. I guess you guys aren't even going in a house. I, I usually do my in horror movies. When are you out? Question. And it's for me, it's a different. I would never answer go into a house with some strange dude in there. I'm sorry, especially when the uh, person's not oh, oh, uh, answering the phone that owns it. Not a chance. This could be a gotcha. whole setup. Okay, so you're you're out from you're out from minute one. You're by yes. the. You're probably gone when the house is unlocked because she the house she can't get in the house for like a minute and then she he comes to her after he like oh yeah she looks distraught and I was thinking to myself wow I would already be crying because I wouldn't know what to do (laughs) (laughs) I like part of the conversation they have though is like what if the roles were reversed like what if she was there first and he came like there was no way she would let him in open the door for a fucking person knocking on the door. But exactly, like I'm if I'm Alexander Skarsgård, I'm the man. I I don't think about that either. I'm like, eh, I'll just open the door. Like, what's going to be on the other side? Like, I don't go through the world afraid of strangers. I guess, and it sounds like you guys well, maybe that's do. Why this is, you know, films with the women in my life. You get different perspectives. <laughs> well, well, j- j- and Skarsgård at first, he wasn't fully open to it. He was kind of like. Uh, so what do you want me to do about it? And then he kind of warmed up and was like, okay, yeah, you can come in. Yeah, if you think about it from his perspective, he's also weirded out. Like, this person just showed up that I don't know, like, is claiming this thing. And, like, I would be weirded out, too. But, like, I think in the end, I would have done the same thing he did and let her. Like, if, if a woman showed up to my thing and I was staying there by myself and she showed me the conversation and I had mine, I'd be like, yeah, it's probably a mix-up. Let's try to call the person. And then I would probably give up and be like, I guess we can just both stay here if you want. Like, that's that's probably no, what I would you do. wouldn't. If not, if I'm her, if I'm if I'm a, it is totally based on my on on me being a you know a five ten two hundred and fifty pound man. Like I'm fine. Like it's like I, I'm not worried. I guess. <laughs> okay, so I'm out already. Or Jess, are you out already? Yeah, Jess, are you out already? Yeah, probably not as out as Nicole. I'm I'm trying to think what I would do. I think I you might do it the first would. night, like because you you're a little more adventurous. Yeah, I think I. I Depend how tired I was, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's like, like she. It's not like she. It's not like she gives up immediately. She. She's on the porch forever. She calls everywhere. No, nothing's open. She, you saw. You like the neighborhood's got no lights on around. Like there's nothing around her. Like her option okay, is well, to. That, that's an unrealistic part of the movie. Like, like Nicole said, like you can just drive thirty minutes. There will be something, and it's a major city. So it I is feel a major like major city. Right. It's not it, in the middle of nowhere. It was a barren city. Yeah, it was in the middle of nowhere. Like. I think circumstances would change, but this is Detroit. I guess so, so all right. You can you can drive. Yeah, imagine you guys are in this situation then and the all the two options are you stay in the house, the locked house with the stranger you don't know and this is the only interaction you've had, or the alternative is sleeping in your car in that neighborhood. If those are your only two choices, then what do you pick? Oh, house. Yeah, I got to stay Nicole. in the house too. See, there you go. So if we if we just get if we can just imagine that Detroit's off limits and that oh the, everything's booked up, if we can like pretend that that's a good enough. Ex- I know in the movie world that there's no way to make it. We're like oh all of Detroit. There's no literal other building to stay in that's not a rundown crack well, shack. Apparently, there's a convention. 
There's a convention. A medical convention. There is a convention in town. Co- because like all the doctors, all the, yeah, all the doctors hang out in the in the worst part, of Detroit. Yeah. <laughs> I want to ask you, Jess, if you you know how we talked, we've talked recently on episodes where like there's moments when we the three of us watch movies and we kind of laugh at it and we're not like supposed to, but like it's it's just funny what's happening. That happens to be in this yeah. when she pulls the rope. And the door, and there's the door, and she goes down, and she's like, fuck. And then she goes down, and then she sees the room. She's like, oh, fuck. And she just keeps going. And then the next door opens up, and there's even more stairs that go down. I'm like, oh, my God. Like, that that that, that stuff is like, like, when I'm seeing this, like, how deep this is the first time watching this, I'm just like, I had no idea. <laughs> I was thinking, like, is this an underground railroad thing? Is she going to find, like, some Harriet Tubman's like, down there? <laughs> skeletons in here? <laughs> That's kind of where I thought it was turning, <laughs> not not to this, not to what it turns into. I didn't think it was going to be a uh, grotesque humanoid. Humanoid. I thought it was going to be a person that was not, I guess, incestually created <laughs> and just like a killer uh, uh, connected to another house or something. It definitely threw me for a loop of what was actually down there. Yeah, I want to go more into the, the the people who live in the basement in a second, but uh, on the Justin Long part, because we haven't talked as much about that. So he's like a big oh shot. Produ- Wait, okay, so yeah, so when the first movie cuts and the Justin Long part starts, yeah, like that scene where he's singing whatever song on the highway <laughs> was so funny. I I didn't uh, rewind it or watch it again only because I was so invested in the movie, I wanted to finish it, but like. It, the way he sings that song in the highway. I think Nicole was laughing with that too, so actually, much. now that I think about it. <laughs> <laughs> it made me laugh so much. <laughs> well, something like you get introduced to Justin Long's character, and he's the he's the new and he's uh not the new he's the new character in the movie. Uh he's a producer of some TV show or something, and uh an, an actress is accusing him of rape. And so he gets fired on the project, and he's like, oh, come on, man, this is bullshit, and he has to go and sell this property. His property is the is the house in Barbarian, so he's got to go and uh, sell this piece. And you're, the whole time when that neighborhood is revealed, you're like, what fucking idiot owns this house in this rundown piece of trash? Of course, it's Justin Long, the guy who doesn't even know he has this property. He, like, he didn't even think about it. So, that's of course, that's who owns this house in this piece oh of shit. Oh, my God, I just made a revelation. What? Hmm. Aren't they on Barbary Street? Are they? Oh, it's, it's a barbarian. barbarian. <laughs> Someone that lives. No way. I didn't even know that. That's funny. That's why oh. they're called barbarian because they live on Barbary Street. It's funny because I was like, this would have totally been called mother if that name wasn't taken by several movies. Oh. Yeah, but <laughs> dude, oh. that's that's a nice detail. Uh oh, Nicole coming around. Nicole, Nicole yeah. coming around on the movie, starting to like it a little more. Uh. I like like Justin Long's character. You think like because he's introduced as a protagonisty kind of character, but then you find out not such a good guy. He definitely uh, definitely raped that one girl. He drunkenly calls her, and then we see what a, a total douchebag landlord he is when he finds out that there's like a dungeon in his basement. He pulls out the tape measure and starts googling how much <laughs> extra space he can rent out. Oh my god, that was so funny. <laughs> that was so. Fu- I love that. Like he finds like a torture basement. He's like. 
Oh hell yeah, bitch! And he starts googling all all the ways he could try to make money off the dungeon of his basement, and then he finds. Honestly, his character was so funny. I know he's just written so, just- like such a dope and like such like a piece of shit, but like you know, uh, then he finds the further caves. There's like cages with like blood on them, and he just like is measuring around them. I'm like, dude. <laughs> You're fucking! Oh my god, it's 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 something. He even else. like sits on the mattress, not even like acknowledging like what that room probably was, and he's like, "Oh, it's dirty." Oh, that other <laughs> yeah, the the mother room. So we'll go the third act reveal. We've already talked about the creature. The creature that lives in the barbarian tunnels is the offspring, several generations of offspring of this old man who lives is like the original owner of the house. And we get like a flashback scene to the 80s and the neighborhood's vibrant and everything's fine. Uh, I like the way it's shot. It's shot with like a weird fisheye angle lens. So it like it looks very like uneasy and in your face, that flashback stuff. And we find out like just a little bit of his history. He pretends to go around and uh, lure women into his basement. And that creature in the basement is years and generations of inbreeding to the point of that's what's there. And all the other women have been killed or gone. All the other babies are gone or whatever. And so all that's left is this creature who stalks the stalks the corridors looking for captives to be a mother to. Because that's all she sees is the videotape in her room of the mother thing. And uh, the old man is also barely alive in the basement. In a little room. Locked in there. Piss jars all around. Looking completely disgusting. And uh, that's, that's the true villain of the movie. Is uh, this old man who uh, ran a inbreeding sex dungeon in Detroit for half a century. I'm getting kind of freaked out right now when you're talking about this. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's a horror movie, so so I mean if you if you if you had seen the first five minutes of the movie, I'm guessing you probably wouldn't have guessed that's where this uh where this was all going. I don't understand how they're saying it's multiple generations of incest. I mean the guy is maybe like eighty years old so, I I mean, when he, they show him, I guess it's in, like, the 70s or 60s? They say Reagan kinda, administration, so it's supposed to be, like, early 80s, 80s? I think. Yeah, yeah, so he would 40 been, years. So, I mean, how old is that person supposed to be? Because they shouldn't be more than, like, I don't know how old. How, I'm thinking he's probably, in, like, in his... Not like late eighties, early nineties, because in the flashback in the early eighties, it doesn't really matter his age. More so, like oh, the creature's age is like well, okay. So think about it like that. Like when we're introduced to him, he's already a middle aged man, and we hear screaming in the basement when he goes back to the house. So when we're introduced to him, he's already started his underground operation. We don't know if he's been doing it for five years, ten years, twenty years, and so by the time we get to him in twenty twenty two. He's been doing it at least 40 years, but probably more like 60, 70 years. His whole life. Yeah, and if, and if he's, you <laughs> know, his whole life. yeah, so if he's having children with children, like he's having children with 12 year olds, 11 year olds, and then they're having children. And then, though, like this thing could be three or four generations down the line in 40 years just from a hard to think about inbreeding with that guy. Okay, I gotcha. But, so it's possible. Yeah, you, it's you, possible. You can watch the tapes and figure it out. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We we don't even get to see the tapes. Justin Long. We get to see, we do just to see Justin Long's horrified face, which is very entertaining. Um, yeah, this movie goes and I like it too that it's not all random. The general like because there is a core theme of the movie about rape 
and women going through the world and like who you can trust and who you can't trust. Like that's the whole thing. Bill Skarsgård's Justin Long's comparison. Uh, the monster creature is actually not malicious. She just wants to be a mother and she's doesn't know anything else. She just lives in the caves. And like, so anything that isn't her child is a threat to her. She's clearly afraid of the, the old man, the Richard Brake character. Cause she backs away from the door. We see that. I love that too. When like he gets to the door, you still don't know what's on the other side of it. And she gets to him and then she starts backing away. And right. it, was, it was like, well, if she's backing away, Justin Long, he can't fucking go in there. Like, then how do you think he stayed along for he stayed alive for so long? That's what doesn't work if you think about it too hard. Like you could get to like you have to believe that this inbred inbred creature and this old man have lived in this labyrinth maze for forty years minimum and survived on what exactly? Like you just that's the that's the that's the part of the movie where you're like. Eh, this couldn't actually literally happen in real life. Something like this could happen, but not literally this. Like, yeah, like you could um, have when the homeless, uh, when when the homeless man says like the barbarian, she comes out at night, and you're just kind of like, how? What is she doing? <laughs> right. <laughs> I guess just scavenging. I don't know. I mean, she likes the dark clearly, or she only knows the dark. She's born in the darkness, like Bane. Uh, but that's another thing is like that. D- I, I don't know. Well, the homeless dude is, it goes into the figure team of who you can, who can you trust? Cause at one point early on in the movie, remember he's the guy who is running at her. He's like, Hey, little girl, don't go in there. Get out of here. And she runs in the house afraid of him. Cause he's a crazy man running at her. But then you later on, you find out he yeah. was trying to warn her. Like, I, I like that all the, I like all the, the playing with your expectations of trust. Yeah, I actually thought that was true. I thought he actually was trying to warn her. I didn't think that he was just a lunatic. Yeah, no, I thought it was. I've been talking, I've been reading some things on IMDb. And what Jess just mentioned is one of the things. It says, it's never explained how she's able to get out of the house since all the doors open from the outside. There's no... Exactly. Like, the string, that's all from the outside. Like, I don't know how she leaves. But clearly she does because that first night... Tessa's door was open, and Skarsgård didn't open it, so obviously the barbarian did. And right. the door but, to the basement is like, a, I think they, it's probably like a spring-loaded door or something, because the, the guy made it so that the person couldn't get out of the basement, so how is she getting out? Well, so yeah. we see the underground tunnel system, too, and at one point, I th- it's hard to follow because it's all in the dark and shaky cam and flashlights and stuff, but, like, there are points in the tunnel that there's, like, forks in the road where it goes left or right. I think it's supposed to be implied that, like, the tunnels are built where there's, like, other entrances and other places to go in and out of. We just don't get there. Like, I don't think we explore the whole tunnels. There's a lot more under there that I don't think we get to because... There's other, yeah, like, things going in. So, like, because this guy had, I mean, if, if we were to believe, all this guy did was kidnap women, rape them, m- make babies in the in the tunnels, and, and build the tunnels, presumably. I mean, these could be pretty elaborate tunnels. And, like, I think it's also supposed to imply, like, part of the reason the whole area went to shit is because people started disappearing, and instead of looking into it, they just left. Like, uh, Nicole's favorite characters, the cops, who just didn't care that... Uh, <sighs> This crazy woman came running up to her. Oh my god, that was so ridiculous. You were about to storm out. But honestly, honestly, in real life, I could see that actually happening. Especially because she looked all, she looked like a homeless person. Like, she hadn't showered or eaten properly or whatever in two weeks. And she's talking about something so crazy. Like, I could see cops in that area having 
very similar experiences scenarios happen all the time. Yeah. And just not, yeah. Thank totally you, Jess. I, I, I tried to that. defend this position to Nicole as well. I have the same position as you. Is they pro- These cops probably see some crazy shit every day. So, like, they can't go to every person who's, like, claiming there's some underground, there's a man being kept in a, like, they probably hear crazy stuff like that all the time. So they got to, you know what, they're going to take every crazy person at their word in this rundown city? Mm, not going there. No, no, you're the one who uh, who was you were so furious at the cop you you were gonna storm yeah, out of the room. Just, I mean, clearly she was fucking malnourished and disgusting, and she's saying she's been attacked, and nobody cares. No one, they're just not gonna take her to the hospital and leave no. her there. I mean, and and the girl was black, so I feel like the race part probably has to do with it too. Uh, a little well, bit of racism. One of the cops black. Yeah, but still a cop. I don't know. I don't <laughs> still think... a cop. One of the cops was black, yeah. The main cop, the one that she was interacting with the most. Yeah. Well, we'll just agree to disagree on the on the cops' motivation. Um, but the what's the, what's the point of this the, this whole thing that she's she's keeping the girl in the basement to be her baby, and uh, Justin Long is being a little shithead. Uh, the Justin Long. <laughs> so at one point, her and Justin Long escape with the help of the homeless man, and he's saying like, "I've lived in this water tower forty years. She ain't never come in here." And then of course she busts through the door and rips <laughs> oh it. That's when I was done. That's when I see. That's the kind of stuff I like. I'm like, it's levity. It's like ah, this movie's like it's having a little fun with itself. It's not being so dark and serious because this whole movie is about rape babies. So like, let's have some. Let's have a little and fun. She just appears. <laughs> Yeah, I said this is, this is some good fun, and then they have to run away. They get to the top of the water tower, and Justin Long oh decides. Okay, okay and- wait can I can I can I tell this part? Yeah, please tell this part. <laughs> All right. They're okay. They're trying to run from the barbarian, um, and. You f- we forgot to say Justin shot Tess yeah, Justin, <laughs> Justin does everything wrong. He, his tape measure is the reason that she got the, the, the monster's attention in the first place because oh she God. accidentally kicked the tape measure. Everything Justin Long has done is wrong. <laughs> Tess, Tess wasn't even that bad. I guess she's very understanding that like, very understanding. he was just being defensive of himself. But uh, he had no guilt of really helping her escape. Like, no. he would just run in front of her and, and just be like, come on. Like I'm like, you're supposed to like lift her up or like carry on her shoulders. Like what the hell? No, he just like running at the water tower. He's a piece of shit. (laughs) (laughs) They're running at the water tower to escape the barbarian, and Tess is way behind, obviously, because she's bleeding out. Justin is at the top. Eventually, Tess. <laughs> eventually, Tess catches up, and this is the part where I'm not sure if it was supposed to be funny, but I laughed at that so hard. <laughs> Justin grabs Tess, throws her off the water tower, and says, "Hey, come go get your baby." <laughs> it's great. <laughs> And I could not stop laughing. And then, like the barbarian did, she like she leaped dived over the, over the side. Tower. See, like her slow mo diving after, like an action movie. Oh my gosh! I don't know if that was supposed to be funny, where you just said, "Come get your baby," but that was that was so funny. But again, like Nicole said, what I didn't like is that they fully survived. Like, yeah, if you were gonna jump off a building, at least make it like a two story house, where like maybe you survived, maybe you didn't, but. A water tower. There's no chance. I mean, anyone since would when survive. is it the? Since when is it that a person produced from incest has these superpowers? Superheroes. Yeah. When you get when you're inbred, she you, fucking uh, cra- you become superhuman. 
Yeah, she grabbed a guy and cracked his head against the wall and exploded. Like, <laughs> she's got superhuman strength. She can survive 50-foot jumps. Yeah, that's, I mean, that's the leap, the the movie, that, that's the horror leap it's asking you to take. That's the supernatural element, is you have to believe uh, this, but this I was, creature I is don't. I don't think it makes sense to me that, uh, okay, this person has been brutally abused their whole life and product of incest or whatever, but let's make them have superpowers. That's going to be fun. That's no, not fun. a fun topic. It's it's part of the reason why for me it is not a, like a five star movie because it's so f- it's it's everything I look for it's fun inventive it's got people I like behind it it's got great writing it's it's interesting and different and I don't I can never guess what's going on during it and my only my biggest complaints are just like it doesn't quite play by the rules and that's not quite fair like the like the, the the labyrinth is too much like it is unbelievable that that would be like Richard Brake would not still be alive in that basement after 90 years or whatever of doing his deeds and yes you're not going to survive the water tower maybe maybe Tess would because she landed on the on her like cushion your fall like that is that can happen but the but barbarian would not survive this been shot right like there's nothing okay. there's nothing that she could fucking do about that yeah and those i mean i don't know what it says are uh, uh, legit criticisms it's just it's this movie isn't quite believable in the real world. So, as long as you're comfortable with that, I think it's yeah. a fun time. But like, it, it is not quite believable. Yeah, I I never really that part didn't bother me too much. Um, I think it was just so good I overlooked it. The the water towers part, I think on I don't know why, but that one surviving the water tower was a little bit of a stretch. Um, but at least like, Justin Long didn't yeah, make it out. Like though. Brennan said, you have to just look past it. Yeah, in a in a movie, if I wasn't having fun this whole movie, if I weren't on the edge of my seat in the scary parts, if I weren't laughing at the funny parts, if I if if it weren't so unique and interesting, then yeah, I would care more about the those nitpicks. But that's that's what they are for me. It's just kind of, kind of nitpicks. And Justin Long gets his just desserts. He does not uh, get away with his with his horrible schemes and and, and horrible behavior. And uh, uh, the barbarian wants her to go back in the hole with her, and then Tess is like, "That's not going to happen." So Tess, mercy kills the barbarian. Although I don't know if she needed to, but I guess she needed to. And that's how the that's how it ends. So it's a uh, you know a nice, fun little hour and forty minute hour and forty minute ride. Uh, I'm trying to think if there were any. Do you guys have any other other points to bring up before we wrap up? Um, I was really annoyed with the whole. Airbnb situation like I don't understand how uh, they didn't determine how much time was in between the last time somebody was there or what like I don't get how they what was the point that I made when we were watching it I think well I think you said that I think you had a problem with the passage of time that like no like how like how was no one detect that she was gone that whole time and like he was like oh there's no or he, I think- yeah, he was like nobody has has called about this place in in months but like two people just made like appointments how did he not know that people were renting out his place at the time and it was it was a couple weeks is what it was it was like i want to say it was like 3 weeks between when they stayed there and when Justin Long comes back so she's been in that tunnel system for like week at least a couple weeks 
Um, and yeah, but Justin seems very laissez-faire about this rental property. I don't that's think the other thing. This is a, anything at all. This is a douchebag Hollywood actor. We hear how he talks to people. We see how he treats other people, how he treats women. So we ha- we know who this guy is. He's a douchebag who does not care. So he's not going to even think about his shitty little Detroit rental property. That's a, and the other thing, yeah. like, I don't know how long he has had this or when he purchased it, but, I mean, Detroit has not been the best for quite some time now. I can only imagine he knew what the hell the fucking town looked like. Well, it sounds like he got it it from his parents, because remember he gets that voicemail from his mom that's like, if you're ever coming home, sweetie, you know, Detroit's only four hours away when he's already there. Like, I think think he grew up there, so that's why, I don't know if that's why he has the property, but he must have bought it when he was out there, when he lived there still. Or maybe in Yeah, I know people who like, have bought, like, pretty shitty houses in Wilmington thinking it's going to be an investment or whatever. So I'm sure when his career was starting, he got money. He thought investing in real estate would be yeah the way to just grow his money even faster. And what better way to do it in an area that's really uh, just low uh, low housing? Yeah, I think that was, that's just, that was just a stupid investment that he forgot about, probably. So Okay, sure. We help you. We help you with your problems a little bit. You, yeah, you, you, you help me out a lot. Barberry Street. That was a good catch. I had no idea. That's uh, <laughs> that makes me like this. Uh, this was on my top five of the year. So that makes me like this even more. And that is what I wanted to ask you, Jess. Since it sounds like Nicole is more mixed on the movie, but if you had seen this last year, would this have made your top five? Oh, this definitely would have made my top five. Oh wow, that's it. Would it like? I think I think this is, but between this and Black Phone, honestly. Ugh, I don't know which one I'm going to Oh, wow, Blackphone was your number two of the year. (laughs) Yeah, this might even been before Blackphone. I don't know. This was very, very good. So top five for sure, though. That's that's something. That's... uh... Yeah, definitely. Wow. Okay, well, it still wouldn't have knocked Blackphone off. I think Blackphone still ranked higher uh, overall. I still can't believe that was our film of the year. That's shocking to me. But uh, it's a good movie. All right. Well, it sounds like, Jess, you're going to recommend Barbarian? Oh, absolutely. I think I already... Well, no, this is probably too scary for Karen. It's hard when you want to recommend a scary movie because so many people... Is it, I think it's too scary them. for her. I think it's too scary for Mama K, unfortunately. Yeah, it's just so good. <laughs> I know it is. You want, you want her to... You're like, not all horror movies, but like, you want her to watch good ones and then she just she just won't, so... I know. It's like, you want to recommend it to your friend who's like allergic. It's like, here, try this ice cream. It's so good. And you're like, I'm lactose intolerant. I can't. But it's like, but if you get her to try, maybe you won't be this time. <laughs> that's, what I do, that's what I do with the ceviche. If I go to if I go to Columbia, I'm going to like... I'm allergic to certain shellfish, but I'll eat it there and just be sick for a couple of days. Like, yeah, because, exactly. Like, like yeah. Anyway. I'm just going to be in a lot of pain for two Just days. Deal with it. <laughs> I, I need to eat the ceviche. So, <laughs> all right. So it's a recommend from Jess Nicole. Are we recommending Barbarian? <sighs> the ending was so fucking bad. It was so bad. Uh, you you had a lot of complaints about the ending. You did. Before I give my my answer, I also saw another thing on IMDb that I think you would like too. Another play on words. So. The full title is Barbarian, which uses the same exact letters as Airbnb. Oh! I do like that. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, you gotta I'll recommend give it, it a, now. Give it a very soft, soft recommend for uh, my taste. But it was was scary. I was on the edge of my seat, too. I'm not gonna lie about that. I, I say, even without the twist, the first 40 minutes are legit like actually very scary like they're it's very tense. i was gonna say nicole if it ended the first 40 minutes like 
I'm sure your perspective yeah, changed a lot. It was a like lot. a short story. It was like, oh my god, what the hell was that thing? I, I would have liked the end of that. Yeah. Yeah, the, I think even, I like the whole thing, but yeah, the first 40 minutes just on its own is just a great story by itself. It's it's really well done, but yeah, three recommends, three recommends, nice, for Barbarian. So uh, starting off the year with some, you know, last year movies, and uh, we're catching up with a few more 2022 movies. We've got 2023 here, though. We've got Oscars coming up. Maybe we'll talk about those. We've got our own Instagram tournament going on right now, the top 2022 movies of the year that we drafted to be voted on for you to vote on that's on my instagram uh, more information on that at brennan underscore pod host i think about half the movies are still in what's the best movie of the year that's for you guys to decide we uh also have uh <laughs> what we, we got a, we got a facebook films with the women in my life and if you want to reach out with questions suggestions any other or that kind of stuff we got an email as well films with the women at gmail.com all right, that is enough for the evening. Thank you guys for being on Barbarian. Yay! Thank, yeah, thank you for having me watch this. Yeah, I got one of those uh, three or four movies a year from Jess that uh, I, I'm getting a couple more recently. I'm, I'm gonna start. <laughs> I'm gonna get a couple strings together. Nicole, I got to work on. She's she still hasn't liked some of the stuff recently. But tough nut. You're you're you are you're <laughs> tough nut. Till next time. This is Brendan signing off, saying thanks for listening and enjoy your. Thanks for listening to Films with the Women in My Life. If you enjoyed being a listener in our life, please rate and subscribe on Apple Podcasts or on your favorite podcast app. Keep up with the latest from the show on Instagram at Brennan underscore podhost, on Facebook at Films with the Women in My Life, and on Twitter at Films Women Pod. Finally, you can email the show with questions and suggestions at filmswiththewomen at gmail.com. Original music for the show was created by Ian Burke and Chris Iwanek. Original artwork created by Nicole D'Alessio. This show is produced by Brennan Snyder. Thank you again for listening and enjoy your movies.